it's having no reservations about where you're going because you're being you're, you're following god and that's truly fearless to me Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. All right, like I always say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I've been trying to get this gentleman on this podcast for quite a long time. I had the privilege of being on his. He's a great human being. So what I like to do, Jeff, is have you introduce yourself uh, as the special guest that you are today. Uh, Everybody pay attention because this man... He's just amazing. So what I like to do, Jeff, like I said, is have you introduce yourself, what it is you do, and then we're going to rock and roll. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, Max. Thank you so much. I'm uh, so grateful to, uh, to be here on, on the podcast. Man, you know, this is the toughest thing that I probably ever had to do is introduce myself because I'm just a normal guy that that has been through the ringer, that has been uh, up and down and up and down again, right? And um, And sometimes we just... I finally found out about few a few years ago that it's truly life to be happy. It's all about surrounding yourselves with the right people that really uh, that is your tribe, and and so you know we're going a little bit deeper in the, in the in the whole uh, introducing me, but you know I mean I I'm living in the desert. I'm off grid totally no electricity, no water. Um, and I'm here because, because I listen to God and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a God guy, uh, spiritual, uh, not religious. That's a, there's a little bit of a difference there, but, um, but it's, it's just one of those things where I, I started listening to God and he started providing. And that is an absolute game changer for me. I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed my entire life in business, in, in personal life and all that. When I stopped pushing and gave it up to God, things started happening. Isn't that amazing how that happens? Like literally, truly, when they say surrender to win, that's what they're talking about, right? Like, Yeah, you know a little bit about that, man. Yeah, right. And I remember when I was told to surrender to win, you know, that cocky person who thought he knew everything was like, I don't surrender to nobody. What are you talking about, right? But as I stayed sober and and kept putting one foot in front of the other in this thing called life, this journey business, whether it's personal or I understood it. And then maybe I am gaining some wisdom in my older years, right? But now I tell that to clients that I work with, I, it's guys I sponsor. I just say surrender to win. And they, you know, they give me that look that I gave my mentors, right? And I said, you'll like, get what it are you day. talking about? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'll get it one day. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Do not pick up a drink or a drug or whatever. But anyway, that's yeah. another story, right? But I want to get into your story, Jeff. Like you go far as back as you want, but. I like, as you know, on this podcast is showcasing people's story where they've come from challenges, right? And overcome those challenges and now how they share that with other people and how they become successful, right? And we know yeah. sub- success is subjective, right? It, it depends. But I believe because I, you're part of that circle, even though we don't chat all the time, 
everybody's got to understand, like I could go to Jeff and ask him for advice because these are one of the guys I look up to that will give me, he'll give me, you know, the honest feedback. I may not want to hear it, but he's going to go, but Max, you got to listen to this, right? And that's the kind of people we hang around. So tell my audience, like your background, like where have you come from, the challenges you've gone through, whether it's personal or business and share some of that wisdom with them. You know, one of the, one of the awesome things that I did uh, a few years ago was um, a really good friend of ours, Lisa Marie Platsky, gave me this this uh, homework assignment, and it was write down every five years of your entire life, so zero to five, six to ten, eleven to fifteen, right, and on, and and to this day. And there was a lot of boxes because I'm old, but <laughs> uh, but then uh, but then she said put down in each of those boxes everything good and bad that you remember, and the major events that happened. And that was a real eye-opening thing for me because truly my first gut punch came at age 13. Um, I was supposed to be a farmer. I was bred to be a farmer. I was, you know, up in Minnesota and um, and my grandfather and my dad had a farm and and interest rates back, uh, back in the early 80s were like 18, 19%. And my dad um, said, screw it. We're not going to do this anymore. Uh, um, and we're not we're not going to be farmers, and that was a huge gut punch to me because I had I had every day I was on the farm right, and I can't imagine the gut punch it was to him, but for me it was that was my future right. So that's truly really the the first gut punch that I've had in life is at age thirteen, and then at age eighteen, had had some things happen some uh, uh, some knee surgeries. I loved hockey. I think I pretty probably could have played you know uh d1 level and and probably nhl level um and uh and had some things happen there that that it just didn't work out for me well so that was 13 18 and it's you know it's cyclical so about every five to eight years in my entire life i've had a gut punch and i've had to take two steps back to get three to four to five steps ahead and so you know i mean i i've i've had uh, construction business that in 2008, when the recession hit, you know, I gave that up. Um, and, and then all of a sudden with, with COVID had, I had 44 agents that really didn't want to work. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with 600 accounts nationwide and nobody else, nobody wanted to service or work these things. And it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know? And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just have to, you know, I I'm, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of reflection. The best time of the day for me is as at sunset. I, I take a picture of 95% of sunsets. And and it's just it's a time for me to reflect upon the day, the week, you know, the month, the year, whatever it is, because that's how you truly uh you get ahead in life is reflecting upon the life's lessons that it's given you. And um, and, and let God know what you want in the, in the future, right? Like I'm a big fan of manifestation and a big fan of all that stuff. But if you don't ask God what, what, what you want or, or let him know what you want, like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's me in a, in a nutshell. I mean, obviously I, I'm right now, you had said something about HR a little bit earlier. I, I have an HR company and, um, and we truly, are helping people with the stuff that they don't like. Nobody likes HR, Max. I don't know if you like <laughs> HR or not, but I've like, never had an like, issue with HR. Well, well, I'm not saying you would, but it's like the principal's office, right? Like that's the that's the bad rap that that HR people get. But 
Um, you know, if you hired one HR person, there, there's a bunch of different things in HR. There's benefits administration, there's there's uh, recruiting, onboarding, compliance, people management, a lot of those things. And when you when you truly hire one person for a company or in your in your own company, you're only going to get that person that likes maybe one or two of those five things. And so there's gaps in in HR in your HR department. Even though you only have one HR person, there's there's absolutely gaps. And and that's what we can help out with is, you know, we got a team of people that are really good in each of those areas. And, and a small company of five or 10 or 15, 20, you know, we got, we got companies that are, are over a hundred, but, uh, but each of them get our department, right? So, so whatever they need help with, that's what we can step up with. Right. Cause HR, I, I take that back. I had an issue one time, but then when I realized it was my fault, right, I had to apologize, but, but Mass. you know, my story, uh, right back. Yeah. But hold on. Let's, let's go back to that real quick. You know, you are a man of faith and you're a man of God and, and, and you look in the mirror and say, man, if, if it's, if it's for me to do tomorrow, like it's, it's only me. Right. And yep. so people do have to look in the, in the mirror and say, man, this thing is up to me. You might be walking with God, but you still have to do the action. Right. And Absolutely. so many people don't look at that. They play the victim mentality. So I, I so appreciate um, number one, you saying that. And number two, like just the man that you are, because uh, you, everybody needs to look at themselves to get better. Right. Well, and trust me, I played the bit when this happened, right? I worked for a big Xerox, right? I worked for a big company and it was at the beginning of when my addiction was taking off. Right. Mm. But one thing I did mention to them, right? Like I, and I took one person aside and I said, if you saw this happening, I wish you would have came to me earlier instead of just saying mm. you're fired, which right at the time I was angry but I can't yeah. blame them. They're, they they got to protect their people. They got to protect the company, their clients. Right. And, you know, I wish that was my red flag back then, but it wasn't, of course. It just drove my anger to go, you know, whatever, screw you guys. But right. like you said, those are the life lessons we learn, right? I know I've learned to say now when something happens, I do. I take a look in the mirror and go, what's my part in it? Right. right? How can I fix this before it gets or how do I take responsibility for the things I've done so I can course correct and do the right thing and keep going, right? Because you're right. I'm a man of faith. I was always taught, right? Even if no one's watching, God is. And I know I'm I'm aware. So I have to make sure that I'm doing my best to, right? Because I have children. Sure. I have grandchildren. I have a wife. I, I got people that look up to me. So I yep. try to lead by example. And, and this is the one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, right? Because I've seen your posts with your dad and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? So we know what you do, right? This guy, everybody, Jeff is an amazing man. And I, I look up to this gentleman so much, but everybody, like we all have our stories. So what were the things like I wanna talk about in the beginning? Like, what are the things that shaped you, right? That you learned yeah. from like, say your grandfather, your mother, your dad, and those challenges growing up that helped make you the man you are today. Oh, this got goosebumps because I, I absolutely love talking about, um, you know, the farm and, and what shaped me and my, my dad and grandfather, I saw them every single day, not necessarily struggling, but they were always happy, right? They're always grateful for what they had. And, um, and there was a lot of struggles, but man, I, I got my gratefulness, um, from my dad, well, my parents, but 
seeing my dad go through a lot of job changes after um after he got out of farming and and while he was farming the struggles that he went through and just always a positive positive man um got that from my dad for sure but work ethic you know i i think a 40-hour job is a real cute part-time job you know um <laughs> and, right. so a lot of a lot of people are like i gotta work 40 hours this week it's like oh wow that's yeah. like you're gonna do that by wednesday or or are you gonna take all seven days <laughs> right so it's like you know um society now has just gotten so um i don't i don't want to say dumbed down but um i don't even know what the word is but I just I I love work. I love what I do, um, and and it's one of those things where you know you had mentioned a little bit earlier about you know some struggles that shaped me. But getting out of farming, every single one of those things that I had talked about, you know, like every five years, um, plays a part in that. And when I look back, like living with no regrets zero regrets because to be honest with you if i would have made one decision differently when and i'm 51 now if i'd have made one decision differently when i was 26 I, I we you and i wouldn't be here talking right right and it's just one of those things where you know people some people live with regrets some people don't live with regrets but the people that live with regrets it's like why do you have a regret because you have such an you got up this morning and you looked at that sun and you looked at your family and you looked at all these things and man like one decision differently would have put you in a totally different space right so it's all about living with no regrets and just you know it takes the same amount of energy to live uh, a negative life than than a positive life um actually it takes probably more energy to be angry right um uh versus positive but you know i, I talked a little bit on my podcast last uh just this last week that it's all about like moving mountains in life and you don't know you know you you know the mountains ahead of you 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 knew it was going to be really tough to be to be sober you knew that it was like a moving a mountain to be to to beat this thing but yet what maybe kept you going was the was the occasional smile at the grocery store that you saw or the smile at the at the at the uh, gas station that you saw just from somebody that you didn't even know and you're moving mountains when everybody that's listening to this podcast is moving mountains every single day they just don't know it it might not be their mountain it might be somebody else's right and that's the reason why they wake up every day or or the next day it gave them a reason to wake up the next day right and it's just it's just all about being human and and being godlike and i'm not i'm max i'm the furthest one from godlike right but him and i have a really cool relationship and he knows that I swear and he's okay with that. Okay. And he knows, you know, he knows that I have fun once in a while and he's okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I had I heard an awesome deal the other day that said, and, and and again, I'm not I'm not religious, but I'm not I'm not hammering on religious people either when I say this, but being spiritual to me is is special. And yeah. and for those people that don't know that that difference from well, they don't because it's my opinion. Uh, but religious is is basically walking for God, and being spiritual is walking with God. Right. You know, I've always heard it say religious is man made religion, and it's a business. Right. To me, and, it's, and spirituality yeah. is God made. Correct. One hundred percent. Yep. Right. Yep. Same analogy type thing, and it just religious is a business, and if you don't believe it, just 
okay, well, see the, and I'm Catholic. I, I grew up Catholic, but man, some days they, they, they sent around two and three, uh, like, uh, hats for donations, right? Well, what are that? What's that going to? It's going to legal fees. It's going to all these things. And I don't want to get into that, but it's just one of those things where, again, that's one of the things I, I started questioning my faith at, at, at age 19, uh, when the Branch Davidian and Waco and all that stuff oh, was yeah. going down. And, but I've been questioning things ever since. And, and to me, if you're not questioning things, you know, what goes on in the world and what goes on in, in your own life and looking at yourself in the mirror, like, like we talked about a little bit earlier, right? You're not growing. You're settling, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that see, for me, right? Like when I got sober, it's not that I didn't believe in God, right? I became very angry, right? Yeah. Because in my selfish way, like, okay, <laughs> so here's the wisdom from my sponsor, right? I would tell him his name was Daryl. I go, Daryl, you know what? If this God loved me so much, why would mm -hmm. he put you in jail? Or why would he put me in jail? Right. And then he would go, yeah. okay, let's, let's talk about that. Right. And then he would say, here's your assignment. Write down what possibly could have happened if you didn't get arrested on those. What were you doing? And what could have happened? Yeah. And I'm, let me tell you, Jeff, like they're so negative, right? Like some bad things could have happened to myself or other people. And yeah. he'd go, oh, it sounds like God saved your life. You might have not liked where he put you, but he was saving your life. And I would, how could I argue that? I'm like, oh, right. okay. Right. And then I would say. That's 100% correct. I mean, yeah, it, it's good and bad. So I, I ask people uh, when I hire them for other companies and my, my, my own company. And it's like, one of the, one of the questions that I ask is name three things that you're grateful for and why I'll tell you. I'll hire people just on those answers or non-answers alone, because that gives me an in-depth feel and look into your soul and, and your being, right? Right. And and if they're explaining that correctly, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's going to move me. And if they're not answering it, or if they say, well, I, I, I really like my pet gerbil and, you know, <laughs> the air and, and the wind and the ocean and... You know, that's not the type of person I, I want to hire uh, for you or me, right? Right. Well, that's why I do mine. I, I've been doing mine for a long time, but about three, I've been, it's about almost four years now, that morning gratitude list mm -hmm. I do. I do it. And it's I partially, well, mostly selfish, right? Because I get to put down what I am grateful for at that moment. <laughs> See, like your sunset. That's, right, is, that's, not, that's not selfish, Max. No, that's I it, know. But to me- I, I say this is my selfish time so I can connect with God, right? Because like as your time is the sunset, right? Mine yep. is the morning because yep. there's been many days uh, as I reflect back that I shouldn't have even woke up, right? Or yep. be here sitting with you. So morning watching the sun, I have a huge window in my living room. I love watching the sun come up and that's mm -hmm. right. My time to talk to God, to listen yep. to God, to do my gratitude journal and just reflect like you on, wow, I got another, you know, I got another breath today. What am I right. going to do to be helpful? Like I say, I've learned this in, from somebody and I can't remember who the person was, but as I was getting sober, they said, be helpful to some and harmful to none. Mm. And I asked God that for, for me every day. That's my biggest request is God help me be helpful to some and harmful to none. Yeah. Right. Let me be that example that we all talk about. Right. So that 
my kids or my grandkids or my great grandkids when I get those, right? Because I'm already at 10 grandkids. Uh, who knows, right? Go, grandpa was a solid guy, right? Because he yeah. was always trying to help someone because I came from that opposite spectrum where I was a taker in, right? And you're right. I don't live with regrets, even though I've done some horrible things, which I've made right. Yeah. It's made me who I am today. And it's brought me closer to God and has brought friends like you into my life that I can bounce things off if I need to and go, you know, not just business, but go, hey, Jeff, I got this Indeed. thing going. What do you think? Right. Because mm -hmm. I know you're a man of God and you might see something different than I do. And, and that's what I'm loving about this journey that I'm on right now is connecting more with you, people like Lisa <laughs> and just people in that circle. Right. That are walking yeah. the walk and talking the talk. You know, you know I mean? Max, what you just said there to me, that the one word that came to my head was perspective. Everybody, you know, uh, whether you call me, I call you, you call somebody else, doesn't matter. It's all about getting somebody else's perspective and, and a different look at it, right? Sometimes we have to to take, you know, uh, a step to the left or two steps back or, or four steps to the right to get a totally different perspective on where we are even at. And so that's one thing that over the last few years, for me, it's like, you have to, I, I'm an empath through and through, and I gave and gave and gave and gave and gave. And I really, to be honest, I got sick and tired of not, not filling my own cup first. And I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know I could do that. I thought that was selfish. Right. Right. But I've learned over the last few years that that's absolutely not selfish. Like that is making sure that I can help many, many, many more people even because my own cup is full versus right. being empty. Right. Because well, that it, saying goes, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of, a lot of people don't get that. And when I say, listen, here's the analogy that, that get, got me over the top because I, I don't drink coffee. So uh, drinking from a cup is not my deal, right? <laughs> uh, or a mug or whatever, right? right. But uh, to me, I, I flew a lot and, and, you know, going to meetings and you've been at some of those meetings and, and uh, to me, it's, it, you know, the first thing that they say in the safety instructions when you get on an airplane is if in, in case we have, uh, uh, you know, decompression or whatever of, of the, of the uh, airplane, like the masks are going to drop down. Right. And if you try and put everybody else's mask on around you before yours, you're dead. Exactly. That's why you have to put your own mask on to help right. a lot of other people. And that, that like, that shook me to the core. It's like, but I've been helping everybody else. And, and, and it's, I thought that it was working out really well, but then I come home tired and just exhausted and nothing right. else left for me. And, and I always got kicked in the, in the, in the gut, um, for people that were not appreciative for what I did for them. Right. And it's just, I got sick and tired of that. So now I fill my own cup first. I put my own mask on first, uh, not necessarily a COVID mask, but, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Right. But, uh, you know, the, here's the thing, um, uh, is just live your life to the cleanest potential that you possibly can invite. If you haven't invited God in yet, invite them in because it is it's 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 two different lives yeah with and without two right. totally different lives absolutely i couldn't yeah. agree more i've experienced both sides yeah. and the one without is is absolutely horrible right when you're trying to run on 
your own will and right. And because things are going to go wrong, right. Anything that can and will happen happens. And that's right. Right. But even with being close to God, right. I have found, right. Cause you know, here's what, here's the truth of it though. Right. Like, okay, God, I'll let you do it. But at the last minute I kick him out of the driver's seat and I said, I got this right. And he goes, sure, sure. go for it. Right. And then I hit them. Well, um, and it's, you know, it's tough. It's really, that's a great point, Max, because it's super tough to know what voice it is in your head. Like, you know, cause you've been inside your head for, you know, your, your entire life. And then you invite God and it's, it's almost like, I don't know if you are a book reader, but, um, Napoleon Hill's outwitting the devil. It's all, it's truly all about two voices. One on the right side, that's, uh, that's like the devil and one on the left side of your wow. shoulder. And, and that's the, that's, that's God. And you, you, you have a, sometimes, not all the time, but you have a, you know, you have these voices inside your head. And if you truly step back, take a moment and before you open your mouth or before you decide what, what that should be, Sometimes that, that, that one little pause is all you need because the right voice is going to tell you the right thing to do. Absolutely. And see, here's that. That's, I mean, we can get into so many discussions, but that's why I believe, right? Cause you know, I, I, I'm a 12 stepper. Um, it saved my life. Right. And there's a part in the, you know, I believe that those 12 steps have been around for thousands of years, right? God put them in the Bible Bill W. and Dr. Bob just put it in our terms so we could understand it, right? Yep, yep. And um, so it's, I believe that it's so divinely inspired, right? There's a part in the book for alcoholics about anger, right? Like how it's not good for us, right? Yeah. And, and there's a part that says we pause when agitated, right? Mm. And then we ask God for the right thought, the right word, the right action so that we don't step on the toes of our fellows and, and hurt somebody. Right. right. Because when I'm angry, right, I don't always have control of what comes out of my mouth. But if I can stop and pause and go, okay, instead of being hurtful, I'm going to say something maybe constructive, right? So that they listen yeah. and maybe that I can hear myself too and go, okay, maybe that's not good. But, you know, we have like you and I are in our fifties, right? We, we've been on this planet for half a century, right? And we've gone through some stuff. And one thing that I have learned, right, especially like getting to know you, right, and you've worked on a farm, those are some of the hardest working people I know, right? They don't bitch or complain. They're mm-hmm. up with the sun and they don't stop till the sun goes down. So like, like yeah. I had to laugh when you said, I have 40 hour part-time work week, right? Like, cause <laughs> you know what it's like to have to work those long hours, right? In order to put food on, on your family's table right right and that's like with life now that i'm on this mission to bring people like you on this podcast because i kind of want to feed the world that that bread right no matter what perspective it comes from but i always see in all my guests they have god with them they might not say it but god is working through them to get to other people and if i can be that conduit right where maybe god works through me to get to you and vice versa and then we share our stories on a platform like this. People will understand, right? Like, what is our true purpose on this earth? Yeah. And for me, it, it's helping others, not just get sober, clean and sober, but help them live a better life, right? And show them that there's people out there have gone through what you've gone through 
right? Because you know, you said it earlier, right? It's how, who we, who do we surround ourselves with? And I say this so much on my podcast, right? If I hang around five thieves, I'm going to be mm-hmm. the sixth. Yep. But if I hang around five millionaires, I want to be that sixth one, right? Because they're going right. to teach me how to be. But for me, it's like, if I can surround myself with good people that have <laughs> strong belief in God, a great work ethic, right? Yeah. And it shows in their actions, right? Because here's, I'll, I'll teach you something that I was taught. And it really hit home early on in my recovery. It was like, Maxwell, you judge yourself by your intentions. The world judges you by your actions. How are you going to, what are you going to do? And I was like, he, like, right, I could have all the good intentions in the world, but if I come at you crazy or start yelling at you, you're going to be like, who's this guy on this podcast, right? I'm out. <laughs> right. Well, here's here, here's a couple things that, that I want to unpack um, that you just said, really, is, you know, um, in their 12-step program, and this goes back a little bit, but in the 12-step program, it, if you get agitated, you take a step back. But what happens when you are excited for something? maybe you're excited for something that might be wrong for you. So I, I think, and, and I can't, this is very hard for me to do too, but because if I get excited about something, it's it's like a yes right away, right. right? But maybe if we just take a pause, think about it, it goes right back to your intentions versus actions, right? Maybe, maybe both of them are wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And so when you start walking with God and take that step back on, on the good and the bad, it truly is is a life-changing experience. And and then you said something about purpose. Well, you know, God found your you found your purpose through God a lot earlier than I found my purpose. And I'm glad I have a purpose. Right. But so many people that they're they're just they don't have a purpose in life. They're yeah. they're 95% of people are going through um, life in every single day is almost like a robotic uh, type situation. And when you find your purpose, I mean, I love your purpose. Yes, you had to go through some real crap to get to your purpose. Right. But but that's what God had had your had the purpose for you, right? And so from for me, you know, I I coached hockey ten to fifteen years ago, and about eleven years ago. We had an 11 year old die of, of leukemia. And over the last 10 years, I found my purpose. And really, it truly came uh, in the last three to four years. But my purpose in life, and, and God told me this, and He kept telling me in, until I got it. Because uh, I, I, a lot of times I refused Him, but He kept putting it in front of me. And it's to open up a camp for kids that have cancer in the foothills of a mountainside. And it's got to be within like 20 to 40 miles uh, from a major airport. So we can get kids in and out real easy. Right. And it's just having them heal, not in a hospital, but but in a setting with tons of animals. And that's that's my life's purpose right now. That's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do with HR. That's why I I, I talk to people like you and 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 to get that word out, not not with my purpose, but um it whatever drives you drives me. And, and, uh, and like I said, we we, we both walk with God, but it's one of those things where people just need to find their purpose. And, and I'm so glad that you found yours much earlier than I found mine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, they say God is always on time. So, oh, happens. you know what? Uh, yeah, and then that's so. I'm going to take that a step further because I literally I just heard this like a month ago, and it and it well, a light bulb went off in my head. Um, the quote that I heard was, uh, "God is never late, but He's very seldom early." Right. <laughs> right. That's right. I used to hate the answers I would get. Like, here's yeah. God's answers to you: yes, no, not right now. Yeah. And it seemed like early on, it was always not right now. And I'm like, come on, God, I need to do this now. Yeah. And, and you know, thank God I listened to my mentors and my sponsor. And uh, that goes just, to be, that goes to pushing again, right? Yeah. Like you, like you, you and I both are driven people and we want to help and we want to do stuff immediately. And, but sometimes it's not the right time. And it's like pushing a rope. It, it, you don't get anywhere by pushing a rope. You know, and it's Absolutely. just, it's one of those things where it's, maybe it's not the right time. Maybe, maybe 2024 is the right time. Maybe, you know, maybe the day before Christmas is the right time. Right. Uh, but you never know. Uh, but if you leave it to God's hands and give, and give, give yourself a pause. Ooh, that's powerful. It's very powerful. Right. See, and that's yeah. what leads into this next question. Right. So you, you've told me some of the challenges growing up. Right. So your dad says we're quitting the farm. We're not doing this anymore. What drove you to get into human resources and, and, and that? What was the, the catalyst for that? Yeah, so I had had, um, you know, prior to, and I still have an insurance agency that we deal with uh, B2B. Uh, so life, health, dental, vision, all that stuff. Um, but during COVID, like right when COVID happened, I had about 600 accounts nationally in 46 states. And most of my accounts are between 10 and 50 employees. Well, they didn't know how to lay people off properly. They hadn't had an updated uh, employee handbook. They hadn't done a lot of different things. And a lot of them, it was just owners of the company, right? So they're driving on, on sales, 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 sales. And that's what they love to do. They absolutely hate the HR side. And, and I don't like using that word, but it's it's true. Like people either love it or they absolutely do not like it, right? Right. So, but they, but they, every single one of them, yeah, they drive for sales, but they're, they're taking their time out of what they love to do, which is sales to, to, to lay people off or to terminate or to make sure they're compliant in an area or to onboard an empl employee or to recruit that they really Number one, don't know how to recruit, um, or they don't like it, and they just uh, but they have to uh, they have to fill a spot, right? And that's where employee turnover comes in, is because they're they're filling spots with the wrong people, and then all of a sudden you have one little cancer inside your company, and you hire the wrong person, but you thought that was the right person, and now all of a sudden ten people leave. Well, now you got a real problem on your hands. So recruiting right. upfront the right person is absolutely. It's critical to the growth and and the and sustained growth for your company. It's just right. it, it's it's everything, right? And that's a challenge in itself, right? When you're going through people, right? I mean, I I'd love to hear the the pros and cons and the the good and bad of HR, right? Because I gave you an example before, you know. Yeah about how I was, but that was me being the victim and, and not taking responsibility. <laughs> but um, Max, when people ask me, like, well, why are you in HR? What's going on with HR? Like, I'll tell you that, like, I'm 100% honest. 
I run from rules and regulations. I don't like them. Like you don't put me in a box. It was almost like, I think it was in the, in the show Grease. I think it was Patrick Swayze that says, nobody puts baby in a corner, right? Like <laughs> it's just oh, one of those things. Right. <laughs> oh, you mean, um, was it Grease? No. No, that's uh, Dirty Dancing. Or dirty something? Dancing. Yeah. Dirty okay. Dancing. Yeah. So, uh, but, that, but I go back and I laugh about that, but it's true. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's necessary in a company to grow. Otherwise you got just mass chaos. Right. Right. Um, and if you don't, and if you're not, if you don't have the, the certifications, if you don't have the education and, and the experience behind HR, you shouldn't be doing HR because you're probably right. going to mess something up. <laughs> right. And, and that's, and that's what we can bring to, to a lot of different companies, but um, it's just one of the, yeah. And I know that there's therapy for HR people. I get it, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but again, I, I, I don't like rules and regulations. I don't like people telling me what, what I can and can't do, but in a company, it is absolutely essential to be able to grow that company. And that's what I'm all about is helping people grow. Right. Because, well, if there's no rules or regulation, then there's anarchy, right? And we know Correct. that. And we know, and then your company is not going to last very long, right? Right. It's right. about, it's, a, it's truly about holding people accountable. And a lot of owners will not hold people accountable to the, even their own rules and standards, right? Because, right. well, I just hired them. I'll give them another chance. And then that's, that truly, you, you do that. And that's when stuff goes, goes bad, right? right? So I always tell people like, hire us because it's, it's, we'll be the, We'll be the naughty, not that uh, naughty. We'll be the we'll be the the firm parents and holding people accountable. And you can still be as the owner of the company, the cool cousin that gets along with them. But right. you can blame us for being HR. But we got your back, right? Right, because as you know, I mean, I'm uh, an employee of one right now. But you know, my plan is to grow this and hire other coaches to help me with this. And that's. It's good to know that I have Jeff out there because he's going to shoot me straight. This is what you need in place, right? Because if, if I just kind of shoot from the hip and, and, you know, and don't put any processes in place, I can, or have an HR department, who knows what those coaches can do with clients and that get me in trouble, right? If I don't, but, it, but like you said, it's, it's ultimately to help your company stay connected and grow. And because, of course, every business owner wants to grow their business and make more money. So, you know, they can hire more people. Right. Which is a plus plus. Right. Because when you're putting people to work, it helps them find their purpose. Right. And they're not, you know, because for me, it like <laughs> so I'm going to give you an example. Right. Early on in my recovery, my first year. Right. I'm a, I'm a felon straight out of jail. I didn't go to prison almost. And. You know, we had to leave the house. We'd go to a morning meeting. We'd have to leave the house by eight o'clock. Couldn't come home till five. And you back then they still had paper applications. So you'd have to bring home what, you know, copies of what you did for the day. And I remember and I, could, I was getting so frustrated because I was getting that typical answer. You know, we went with another candidate. You were great, but we went with another candidate. And I, I knew like by looking in their eyes, like you're a felon. We're not going to hire you. Right. 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 So I remember going to my sponsor and I'm like, dude, this like no one wants to hire me. And before I could finish, he goes, go flip burgers like you haven't had a work experience for how long you been nine years. OK, I go. But do you know who I am? I'm not going to flip burgers. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a lesson in doing the work, but having some humility. Right. And I remember mm -hmm. 
I had put in some good applications that's some like um I don't know if you heard of Surf Pro. They they're, they're that restoration company that do so I had put one into them and I he's like, go flip burgers. Man, I'm like, oh man, you're crazy, but okay, right? So I go home and I I pray because like you said, I'm starting to walk with God. I'm starting to ask more questions and like, what do you need me to do? I said, All right, God, if if you want me to flip burgers at McDonald's. I am willing to flip burgers. And I remember saying that prayer to him. Next morning, I got a call from Surpro and said, hey, we want to hire you. Yep. It was my first real job after nine years of not doing anything except. And I was just like, wow, that's pretty Dude, cool. Dude, that right there, that's the perfect example. What I said about pausing, letting God walk with you. And not listening to yourself, but you really did. You listened to yourself and your and your your sponsor to go, okay, the humility part, but God provided something different for you. Something I totally didn't expect, you know? And that right. was how cool is that? Right? right. And see, and then back to you. So, like, when did you know that HR, right? Going through from farm work into that, like, when did you know this is like that's kind of your purpose right now, right? Because you help a lot yeah. of people oh, yeah. in their processes and rules and all that stuff. When did you know that this was for you? It, it was truly about three years ago. Um, well, maybe a little over that right now, but it was it was early 2020 when everybody was shutting down and and it was I started making it a point to to help people with their uh, with their employee handbooks, right? Help my own clients. And at this point, I wasn't really even HR, but I could tell that that it was a big deal for my clients so i wanted to help them out just like you help your clients out and it's it's just one of those things where it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and it grew past my insurance business and i'm like all right as soon as it did that then i i flipped that switch right and see that's a that's amazing and another gentleman everybody if you're listening that didn't let the covid affect what he was out to go do and help people right because you know you and i know a lot of people in our network that we belong to that yeah. thrived through yeah. covid that kicked it, it, some major butt you know max it's all mindset it's all mindset like i'll be honest like i i haven't i used to watch the news five times a day i haven't watched the news since 2020. yeah i, I haven't even I don't, I don't even watch tv i don't i don't do anything guess what and that's when i started filling my own cup right because if you listen to everybody else out there it's doom and gloom it is absolutely the worst news they don't like the good stuff because nobody buys it nice. right but yeah. if you have good stuff in you and around you and, and in your circle that's what you listen to and nothing can affect you like you are the only one standing between you and greatness right and i love that right because i think I worked throughout COVID, right? Because we were, what do you call it? Essential. They considered us an essential business, right? Because you know, we were you know the crazy thing about that too, Max is yeah, you, you as a, as a like therapist to get people through and help people, but guess what else was open? The bars and not bars, uh, off sale. And it's like yeah. all the crap, like, come on people. Right. Uh, yeah. I, that's a whole nother thing, but it's like, that was not essential. You right. were essential. <laughs> that was not. But 
I got to admit, though, like in the beginning, I, I thought this is, you know, God's going to shut me down. He's going to teach me a lesson to pause more. But it was more the opposite. They need your help. Yeah. You need to go and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, and then I found that, you know, in our network and other people, right, as long as we have the right intention, right? That's right. And then we take the right actions. God always provides, right? There's right. never, I've never gone without in over 21 or 20 years of being sober, right? Yeah. I've never not have a place to sleep. I've never had no food in my belly, right? And and God is just bringing more and more of these amazing people in my life to, to look up to, to work with, to talk to, and just bounce ideas off of. Where if you would have asked me that 20 years ago, I would have said, yeah, I don't know what you drank, Jeff, but if it's that good, you need to pass it my way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, right. And, and it's true that guys like you and me, right. We're proof that if it didn't kill us, it was only going to make mm -hmm. us stronger. Right. Because we learned right from that lesson, you know, and I love what one of my friends, one of my co mentors, friend, one of my greatest friends always says, learn to lean into the suck. Right. Yeah. When you lean into that suck, there's a lesson that God wants you to learn. And sometimes there's a lesson within that lesson and you have to keep going. Don't let it right. frustrate you. You know, <clears throat> yeah, it's horrible when you're going through that. Right. And yeah. I remember when I was going. So like when I lost my three family members almost and then lost my granddaughter and then almost lost my son. Right. And I, I was having this conversation with him and he goes, do you think you attract that to you? And at first part of me got angry and I said, you know, I wanted to F yourself, right? Like, no, like, and, but I didn't say anything. I go, well, maybe, I don't know. Right. And then we, we ended up on a call. It was like a webinar and he was running it. And I said, you know what? He said, absolutely. And I'll tell you why. And, and I remember I said, God was making me stronger so that I could help other people that go through similar story, just like my addiction. Good. And I, I remember the smile on his face and he's like, he gets it. Like, yes. Okay. Maybe that stuff we attract because God's trying to teach us something, but it's not to hurt us. It's only to make us grow stronger. Right. Cause if we're men of faith, like you and I are, we know that it's not going to kill us. Right. You know, unless like we go jump in front of a car. Right. That's of course. But yeah. these lessons we learn and these challenges that we go through, and you always will hear me never say problems or, right? I might say struggles, but most of it is challenges, right? Because I believe that, you know, my higher power, uh, which you and I call God, puts us through that to teach us something that in turn, we can help other people, right? Because that's how he does it. He uses Absolutely. us to help other people. You know, it's... I love that you said, you know, you know, it does make you stronger. And and sometimes it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, None. <laughs> um, I love your example of that. You know, yeah, I mean, you had to go through a lot of stuff to be strong. But you are dealing day in and day out with people that have the same struggles and or worse. Right. Right. And. And I love that 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 you that you say it's is it makes us stronger because it really absolutely does. The other thing that that I want to say about that too is, you know, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. You know, when 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 I started listening to God about about my purpose in life and to open up this the can, a camp for kids with cancer, He also then told me after I got that and said yes, okay, I, I I'm willing to do that. He also said, well, you're going to sell everything and go on the road and live in an RV 
And you're going to meet somebody at a local cafe that's got thousands of acres that's going to do a 99-year lease for free for you for this camp. And I'm like, okay, well, and that's that's very, very clear. Like that's ha- that ha- that's happened over the last few years, but I get bits and pieces. But if I, I don't put those bits and pieces in that puzzle together, like right. something doesn't happen, right? Like, right. and then I start pushing because it hasn't happened. And then when I pause and it, it kind of, it's this come full circle because it all comes back to, to God pausing and doing the right thing. But, but he will tell you that you're on the right path or he will tell you that you're not on the right path. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you'd have that. told me, if you'd have told me five years ago that I was going to be living in the middle of a desert with absolutely no running water and no electricity, I'd have said, you are out of your mind. <laughs> like, no, that's not happening. But I sold everything and li- live in the absolute simplest form of, of living that I can and still working and doing all right. my things that I want to do. Um, yeah. I, I would have said you're crazy, but man, this is, this has been calm and peaceful. See, I love it because that's what they call living on purpose, in purpose, on purpose. That's what right. you're doing. Right. And that's what Absolutely. God has put in your life. Yeah. Um, so now we're getting part of the podcast that I love to ask the questions that I specifically get to ask. And as you know, I wrote a book, you see it there, Fearless Happiness. We'll start with the first question. So doing, I mean, you already kind of showed us you're fearless, right? But what does fearless mean to you, Jeff? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? I literally just got chills when you asked me that. But I literally just did the scariest thing in my entire life. And in this journey, sold everything. I put my my 30 days notice in for my apartment, my three-bedroom apartment. I knew that I was going to be uh, going on the road to, to Arizona. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a camper. I didn't have anything. I, I had all my stuff to still sell. And he, he, he told me that I was going to be gone. So I trusted him. To me, being fearless is letting go to let God. Let go and let God. It's having no reservations about where you're going because you're being you're you're following God. Right. And that's truly fearless to me. Right. And that's a tough thing to do to let go and let God. It's, I have that was the, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do and it worked out. Yep. I had someone teach me that. A speaker matter of fact I was listening to and he goes, "You know what the difference between turning it over and letting go, right? So he he grabbed the the money basket, right? And he's twisting it in his hand. And he goes, look, this is turning it over. But as you see, my hands are still on it. And then he threw it across the room and he goes, that's letting go. And that's the hardest part, right? You don't know where it's going to land. You don't know what's going to happen after Mm -hmm. you do that. But if your faith is strong, it all going to work out the way according to God's plan. Right. And that's yeah. been hard for me, but I've learned, I do it more and more now, you know, because I know that the, his, the result he's going to give me is so much better than if I hold on and try to turn it over and go, yep, I'm trying yeah. to control it again. Here I go. So can I, can I go a little bit more into that? Yeah. I got to the desert and I got to where he said you need to be. And, and so I got there. I was there one night. And literally, it was the worst night of my entire life. The next morning, I packed up. I drove two hours. Uh, I was going to go into like a full, like full service, like electricity, water, sewer, all that, like a RV park, right? Right. 
I called there before I left and I said, yeah, we have four spots available on the way two hour drive on the way there. I had a trailer break warning light, like literally 10 miles after I left and I still had two hours to go. Right. A trailer warning light came on, says there's no trailer brakes. I got 20,000 pounds behind me and I have no trailer brakes and I'm on the <laughs> interstate. Right. And so, so I got there, uh, limped it into the RV park. The person right ahead of me got the last spot. There was no spots left available. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a sign from God. I need to be back in the desert. So I came back to the desert. The soonest, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I, I, I uh, started my truck up, the trailer brakes worked. After I said to myself, I need to be back because this is not God's thing. Right. I, God's thing was in a desert. And I had brakes the entire way back. It, it just, that that's crazy? what I mean by he'll tell you, he'll give you signs. Right. Sometimes it's good, major signs. Sometimes it's not, right? But he'll let you know when you're not on the right path. Absolutely. He does every time, 100% of the time. If yeah. you're paying attention, you'll know, Correct. right? Yeah. Right. I love it, Jeff. I love it. So the second question I love to ask, right, as you see, I put a why in happiness, right? Yep. So what does happiness mean to you and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Oh, you know, happiness for me is just, it's, it's living a life on purpose. It's helping people and it's loving what you do and every single day be grateful for what you have that's happiness Absolutely. and i love that you did put that why in there because it's it's it is about you and how you can help others that's it he guessed yeah. it everybody did you hear that see the first person in this whole podcast 133 episodes that guessed why i put that in there it's true because i believe happiness comes from within right mm -hmm. like as much as i love my wife she can't make me happy Right. I have one exception to that, Jeff, and you'll understand why. But my kid, my grandkids make me happy. Yes. When you know what I mean? The joy that yep. they bring you. And kids, if you're listening, you you guys make me happy too. But um there's something about a grandchild when they give you that big old hug, you know, or call you yep. grandpa and you know what I mean. I love it, Jeff. This is this has been amazing. This has been such an as I knew it would, an awesome conversation. Um Thank you, like I said, from the bottom of my heart for coming and being a guest. I know it was a long time coming. I'm glad we finally got to do it. But before we go and stuff, these are the things I like to ask is if someone wants to work with you, Jeff, like they yep. need HR or they just want to reach out because they just love the wisdom you gave, the value you brought here today, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. And Max, thank you. I'm so grateful for you and, and the help that you have given me over the years and the, and the help that you give the people every single day. Um, you just have an amazing heart. And, and I, I love that about you, brother. Um, if they want to get a hold of me, you know, LinkedIn, you know, it's all the social medias, just Jeff Brecken. Um, and then uh, Iconic HR as well, uh, IconicHR.com. And uh, just, yeah, just reach out. It, and even if you're having trouble recruiting the right people, like I can give you some pointers on, you know, I, you don't necessarily have to hire us. Like I'll just give you some pointers on, on what to do or what to say or questions to ask, anything like that. Like just reach out. I'm awesome. I'm here to help just like you are. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, I would let you go, but you're not quite off the hook just yet. There's one question I love to ask all my guests at the end, and that goes like this. 
What is one piece of advice, Jeff, that you could give my audience mm -hmm. that will help them grow as a human being and become better people? I had to, I, I didn't know your question, but it came to me right before you asked it. Um, believe in yourself and let God in. You're going to, you're going to move mountains. And that's the, that's the best thing I got. Like I'm living my best life ever and I'm 51 years old. And no matter what your age, believe in yourself and walk with God. That's it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Do you hear that everybody? Great advice. Great advice. Wow. This has been amazing, Jeff. Thank you so much again. What an honor it is for me to have you on my show. I appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate everything you said today and the conversation we had. So you heard it, everybody, right? If Jeff made you think, if he made you smile, if he made you laugh, if you learned something or like my thing, I like to say, if Jeff made you go, hmm, Please go to iTunes and leave a five-star review so more people can find the podcast so they can listen to Jeff and his wisdom. But until next time, like I always say, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody, wherever you are in this world. Again, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Until next time. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the Fearless Happiness Lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnaist.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G, and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.